Together, growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. My dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians in chapter 2, verses 6 to 10. Brethren, among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and a hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glorification. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man has conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed to us through the Spirit for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of the heart. It's a powerful reading. Uh, St. Paul begins by making a distinction in wisdom. He says there is human wisdom. There is the wisdom that is vain, that is found amongst the ordinary people. But then there is a wisdom that only God can reveal and only God can impart. The first part of the wisdom is the one that you will have and still perish. But the second part of the wisdom you will have and you will have more insight into life, more insight to who you are, more insight to who you are called to become. And to a large degree, that what we all are striving for, to become that which God wants us to become, to grow in understanding, to grow in stature, and to realize who we are before God, and to realize both our weaknesses and our strengths, to realize that while we strive to live in the perfect light of God, Somehow we struggle and we find ourselves in the dark. But not to lose hope, not to lose comfort, not to lose interest in God. But forever strive to be that which God calls us to be. To strive to be that which God invites us to become. There exists within all of us tension. St. Paul put it absolutely beautiful. I find myself doing things that I don't want to do. And the things that I do want to do, I struggle in doing that. And so there seems to be tension. I want to do good. I want to be good. I want to be a blessing. I want to bring and impact lives of those around me in the most beautiful, powerful, and meaningful way. Which wisdom am I applying? Am I using human wisdom? I've done it in my own way. 
I've applied everything humanly possible and I failed. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And I need to go and search for the cornerstone. But we are blessed because we know that Jesus is the cornerstone. We know that Jesus is the wisdom of God. And so in following Jesus, I follow my path. I live a life worthy of the grace of God. Being obedient to God allows me to find the purpose of my life. Then there's something absolutely powerful that Paul talks about. What no eye has seen. What no ear has heard. That the heart of man has not even began to conceive, to comprehend. It's what God has prepared for us. That's something powerful. To actually think that God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has a vision. He has a purpose. I know who you are, God says. I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. I consecrated you. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes the, the troubles of this world prevent us from seeing the glory of God. Sometimes I look at my life and I see that I've reached the dead end. Seemingly there is no way out. And so I fail. And I forget that I still need to go to the manufacturer. I need to go to the one who knows me more than I know myself. I need to go to the one who has a better plan for me. I need to go to the one who has the original plan. The one who knows what needs to be changed. Not only does he know what needs to be changed, but he knows how to change it. What no eye has seen. What no ear has heard. What no heart has ever conceived. The French philosopher says the heart knows what the mind cannot even begin to comprehend. That's what God does for us. He knows everything. Not because... He's prying into our lives but because he loves us. He goes to Peter and he says, you are going to face difficulties but do not worry. I've prayed for you. At the beginning of this week, the Lord has prayed for this week. I don't know what this week will bring into your life. I don't know what decisions you need to make. I don't know how many sacrifices you need to take. I don't know what challenges you will face. But I just want to remind you. 
God has already prayed for you. God knows. And God has prepared something greater for you. Yes, life may become unbearable. Life may be tough at the moment. You may be away from your family. You may be with them physically, but emotionally you're not connecting. You may be blaming yourself. You may be fighting as a family, as a couple. You may be doubting yourself. You may even be doubting God. Let alone you may be angry at God. And that's okay. I just want to remind you, this is not the end. This is not how your life ends. There's still more, far more greater than what you have even imagined that God has for you. So why wait? Get up. Do something. Go back. If you fell off from the horse, get right on top. Go back. Give it your best over and over again. Then there's something that he concludes with. God has revealed to us through the Spirit his love for us. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depth of God. I entrust you to the Spirit of God. I entrust you to the love and mercy of God. And I pray that the Spirit of truth will guide you. The Spirit of courage will encourage you. The Spirit of wisdom will enlighten you. But above all, the spirit of the awesomeness of God will console you. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.